0: Who is Sean? my best to look straight here. Uh, Sean is a young man, 25, about turned 26. And um, come from a Caribbean background of a proud Caribbean parents. Both my parents from Jamaica. My mother's from St. Elizabeth. My father's from uh, Christiana. My mother's in the valley of Jamaica, where it's really hot. My father's in the mountain where it gets pretty cold. Um, from that background, um, it's a lot of dysfunction but at the same as that time, a lot of great culture that makes me meet in terms of um, having loyalty, having trust, having faith in something above you. Uh, also, in a sense, loving what you do, finding purpose and also being a great person. to not only your family, but to your friends. So that background is what makes me who I am. I was born in Harlem, New York City, um, raised in the Bronx, specifically in the Gunna Hill Road area. And then I moved to Latonia. So uh, I always believe I was special, be from Harlem. If anybody doesn't know where Harlem is, Harlem is basically in the middle of Manhattan. It is a predominantly black area, always has been. If you know who Langston Hughes is and the Harlem Renaissance, you understand that Harlem has a very great background in terms of black history, in terms of who we are as people. Um, Harlem also is home to the Apollo. Harlem is home to the Mecca of basketball, Rucker Park. Harlem is also home to a lot of fashion, Dapper Dan that made all the suits, the Gucci suits, is from Harlem. I can keep going on and on and on about the rich black history out of Harlem, but I know for me, I keep it there to my heart because it's very special. And more importantly, being born in that area, to me, that surrounding that environment makes me special. Um, Being in Gun Hill Road in that area was great. It's a Caribbean environment, so it never felt like I lost my background. Uh, All my friends were Jamaican. They were from the similar parishes my parents were from. So we were able to connect through our families and grew together. My best friend Andre to this day is one of the closest friends I've ever had. Alyssa, she's from Jersey, but she grew up in the Bronx as well. So my closest friend to this day are from the Bronx and we have a Jamaican background. and We relate through our parents, but also our experiences as friends. So as time goes on, I became highly infatuated with basketball. Being in the Mecca of basketball, there's a park everywhere. So I gravitate towards the sport. What made it so special for me was just the aspect of um, seeing that ball go through the net and the ability to break down somebody or get past them, to put the goal, to the ball in the goal, and to see how people react to you. It brought something to me like, dang, this is cool. I want to be just like those people in the park. So um, I couldn't do it. Gun Hill, Gun Hill Park is pretty crazy, but I stood in front of my driveway. Well, really the sidewalk, and uh, I had a suede basketball in a, in a cardboard box, and I learned how to play basketball that way as I grew up. And that infatuation grew to me loving uh, a lot of teams. Of course, I was a Knicks fan, but because of Kobe and Shaq, I love the Lakers. I love uh, the swag Kobe presented on the basketball court. He was fearless, a competitor. would just you know what I'm saying? Put his foot on your neck, make a long story short. I think that was very bravado, very macho. And I believe that's what uh, I stuck to somebody that like, you know, I'll be just like in the future. And as time progresses, as uh, New York City gets more hectic in the late 90s, early 2000s, and crime grows and stopping frisk is a huge thing in the black community, uh, my mother and father believed it was best if we moved out of that area and uh, moved into Latonia, Georgia. Uh, More quiet town, more reserved, more laid back, and predominantly black. So I wasn't in a situation where I was in a white area or an area where I didn't stick in, uh, stick out. I was an area where I felt included. My mother wanted to make sure I was around people that looked like me, that was her biggest thing. And as time grew, um, still was in love with basketball. The South was a whole different feel, so summers I would go to Grand Concord so my aunt would stay, and uh, spend the summers there in the Bronx and come back to Atlanta. So it was cool seeing New York City grow and seeing Atlanta grow and seeing how this became a gentrified, you know I'm saying, epicenter, and seeing how Atlanta became its own Southern city. Going from a more spaced out environment to now, where all the different small cities are now building up their own, in a sense, feel and culture and having their own things of what to do, and it makes the metro area have more life, have more of a city vibe to it. And I think that's the greatest part about living in Atlanta so far is the current status where it is now, but just seeing it from its conception when I was here in 2003 up until now, 2022, almost 20 years now. So. Um, as I really expand upon who I am, I guess I can tell you more about uh, the things I love to do. I love to express myself through art in terms of uh, poetry, uh, listening to music from like the oldies, and just in a sense, uh, listening to those instrumentals and uh, taking that and seeing how can I make a basketball highlight tape out of this. And I would just simply play basketball clips with, uh, with the highlights, audio off, in the background of my room with music blasting really loud, and I will convey an image of how I want this highlight tape to look, and I would just make it on my own just to express my vision of how I see stuff. So that's how I express my artistic vision. Um, I love to read. I love to read. Uh, Reading is what gains you knowledge, and uh, you apply your knowledge with uh, application, and the experience you gain is what, in a sense, truly makes you intelligent. So the more you learn, the more you're supposed to apply, the you make mistakes as you apply the more you create real life solutions and that experience that you connect the dots with the knowledge of what makes you a highly intelligent person however you will never know everything so it's important to always read always listen and always ask people that are more experienced you in other ways for advice and tips in other lanes that you're not adept in um, so that's really who I am up until now uh, at 25 going to 26 uh, what I plan on doing with my life uh, as Sean uh, from this point on is growing my business, uh, going back to school in a bit, but more importantly, I want to, in a sense, open up more of who I truly am and bring out more of sides that I don't show enough people. I've been living with like, you know, a shield of just don't talk to me, I'm good, stay back there, like very distant. And I'm learning how to drop that. And that's the purpose of this uh, podcast episode through the lens right now. It's to be extremely as transparent as I can with the people who follow me on social media, the people who know me uh, mutually through friends and also for the friends that know me and showing all sides of myself and being consistently this person because I believe uh, the more you are your truest self, the more you can work on that truest self and see what that person needs. But the more you hide away from it and become something else, you will never really know what it takes to grow you for who you truly are. So that's who Sean is. How has your obstacles and scars made you who you are? I believe without the stuff I've been through and the dark times I've been through, uh, I wouldn't be sitting in front of you trying to do this. Um, every single thing that I've been through, like stuff that's uncomfortable to talk about, um, is what makes me, who I am, from uh, having parents work extremely long hours to provide for me and, uh, you know, have babysitters, had siblings take care of me, but not having those days to talk to your mom and dad about certain things because they're not there, uh, it does something to you. It really does. Um, I love my parents to death, but I'm learning how to reconnect with them because I don't have a really close connection with them. Those years of them providing a house and providing Food and providing clothes, and providing money to go to school. Um, I'm I'm grateful for it. However, I do wish that you know um, they had better-paying jobs and they were in better positions to work less, so we can still be a family. So it definitely put a big strain on me growing up, led to me going into some uh, bad relationships with people that I shouldn't have been with. However, by learning about those mistakes I made. I decided to work on myself. Decided to change who I am and do things a certain way to where I operate in a more healthier manner. Um, To the kids I coach, it's the reason why I make sure I take time out my day to contact them. Not saying they don't need me, but I know it's like sometimes to not have people you can talk to. So I wanna be an extra help. Even if they have a great relationship with their family, I still wanna be there for them as an extra support as a way for them to communicate with somebody else, as a way for somebody to find that's relatable to their story in terms of being not heard or feeling like you know they're not being respected sometimes. I just want to be there for the youth, for individuals who just don't have that opportunity, because I know I didn't, and it's not because I didn't have people who didn't love me. They loved me enough to sacrifice their time with me to provide food, shelter, and you know whatever else I needed. So, um, that's how one of the obstacles made me who I am. Um, a small tidbit I get into is that, like, you know, um, being, you know what I'm saying, a compromising situation at a young age where somebody takes advantage of you, um, changes you. And, um, growing up, it put, uh, what's the word, a lot of, a lot of heavy weight on my shoulders. And, you know, that weight is what prevented me from having a lot of great. Uh, self-esteem, a lot of great um, images about myself, and it held me back from truly expressing myself as a young man through elementary school, through middle school, even high school. It um, it's like carrying a heavy backpack, and every day you're trucking around with this backpack, and you know you think you'll get stronger, but if you don't get it off your back. Eventually, you know it wears you down, and you have to take breaks to catch your breath. And say, "Damn, this is pretty heavy." and you try your best to pick it up and you'll go a bit farther, but you got to stop again. And you'll go a bit farther and then you stop again. And eventually you ask yourself, damn, man, I'm tired, I can't go no more. Fuck it, like, this bag's too heavy. And then you eventually realize like, it's not that you can stop going, you need to let go of the bag, you gotta let go of the baggage. And so, you know, going to therapy and learning how to let go of baggage was like the biggest thing I ever did for myself because Without it, I wouldn't have been able to conquer certain things, would have been able to take the next step, wouldn't have been able to be more myself. And, you know, having moments like this where I can talk about things is through that, is knowing that, like, you know, uh, those moments don't change me in terms of my greatness. Those moments, in a sense, make me who I am because by overcoming certain events, I grow and I grow stronger and I grow into an individual that can help others overcome the situation. And um, another scar that I'll talk about is um, just growing up um, in an environment where, you know, you just kind of you don't have a lot. Um, I just, my parents didn't make a lot. So coming from an impoverished background, um, you learn how to do things on your own to provide for yourself. Uh, my first job as an entrepreneur was actually uh, me and my little brother asked my mom to go to the wholesale store, BJ's, to get some stuff for us because. She couldn't afford an Xbox 360, so I told him, look man, if we got a dude down the street selling candy, forget about it, we'll sell some candy too. So uh, we sold uh, Snickers, Kit Kats, um, fruit snacks, chips, and a soda. And uh, that's how, you know, me and my little brother got our first ever Xbox, but from there, I was always doing stuff on the side to make money. Um, I would sell t-shirts, I would design stuff, I did videos, like I always knew how to make money because at a young age, my parents told me like, we can't provide nothing extra we will do what we can but if you want something you got to work for it so that's how i learned how to in a sense be an entrepreneur that's how i learned how to do business is uh, coming from less and i don't regret it i'm grateful for it but it puts you in a scarce mindset it puts you in a mindset like you know every day i got to work if i don't work i'm not going to eat if i don't put this work in like i'm not going to get that uh You're always going to hustle. You're always going to work for the next check. You're always going to think you're only paycheck to paycheck. And you will never sit down and say, the plan to make a strategy is the work I'm putting in uh, aligning with these small goals that correlate with the bigger goals. Um, It's about working smarter, not working harder. So coming from that impoverished background, you try to outwork your environment versus how can I outsmart and how can I strategize and how can I execute in my environment? So. You know, I'm learning how to heal from those things, learning how to grow from those things, but those are those scars and obstacles made me who I am to this day. Why do you do what you do? Um, I think I briefly explained it about like, you know, my background, where I come from, but uh, I do what I do because I know what it's like to go through certain things. And i realize realized in life, especially this time where we're at, that this world's pretty uh, messed up and that a lot of us go through things I want to provide an environment for everybody to grow. I want to provide an environment for everybody to feel like themselves. And no matter what you've been through, no matter um, how hard life may be, there's an other side to the to the storm. That you know there is a, a brighter day. That there is an opportunity for you to see a greater future. And so um, I don't. It don't matter if I'm like a half cup, full cup, quarter cup. Um, I pour whatever I got in me that day into uh, the kids I, that I coach, into the individuals I coach, the adults. And no matter who I run into, I pour myself into them. Um, For some, it's uncomfortable because they're not used to it. For others, they appreciate of it. But for me, that's why I do what I do. I want to make sure when I'm done living this lifetime that I gave everything I got to the people around me to show you that there are still great people on this earth because I know what it's like to be affected by bad people. So I want to be a sign of hope. I want to be a sign of light. I want to be a sign of great opportunity that like, man, there is a lot of great people in this world and I want to be a great person because it's not about leaning upon another great person. It's about seeing that individual and more importantly, trying to be like them so you yourself can be great for your own 10 toes, 10 hands, one brain, two ears, but more importantly, be great for other people. So that's why I do what I do. That's why I always give everything 150% even when I don't have it. Even when it's days, you know, when I was depressed, and didn't feel like it, I gave it my all. was days when I didn't feel like being here, I gave it my all, I gave everything I got. That's my mindset, that's who I am. Um, I get it from my father, I get it from my mother. If you're gonna do something, give it all you got, no matter what it is you have, just make the most of what you got. So, you know, that's why I do what I do. Last question. How do you plan out closing the next four years of your 20s, and what are you building towards? Ah, man, last four years is um, being all the way me. Exposing this side as much as possible. Uh, Being all the way relatable. Not being so focused on looking like the coolest guy in the room, but uh, being the realest version of myself for myself and for others. To uh, be a book that others could read and to take those chapters for their own benefit so they can grow. Uh, that's that's me, that's what I plan on doing these next four years. And for myself, I wanna have a family. I'm learning how to keep track of what I truly want in life and how my career, my business, uh, my mindset, and my goals correlate with uh, what I want in the future for myself. So I want kids, I want a beautiful wife, I want a nice home, um, and I want a beautiful career. And if I want those things, I have to make sure that um, my career, my business, And the decisions I make are in alignment of those opportunities. So the next four years are, in a sense, almost like graduation to me. It's like going to college again. And this is like, you know, 26 years old is like, you know, the freshman year. And graduation is 30. So that's how I plan on closing out these last four years, man. What makes your heart feel full? And how do you refill your cup to pour into others? Um, What makes my heart feel full is just living in my purpose. And my purpose to me is just to uh, be a leader and to um, help others get to their goals and help others unlock the greatest version of themselves. Um, I know I can't do that unless I grow as an individual. So as I help others lead themselves, I understand that I must take time out to uh, lead myself to higher ground and higher elevation. So the way I refill my cup is, through playing music, through uh, going to art museums and bookstores and record stores. Um, I like to travel around the city at night and just see how it looks. Uh, That's one of the things I love to do and just play great music along the way in my car. I love to travel. Um, The beach is my oasis just to see stillness and movement at the same as that time. Just look at the horizon and see stillness but see the waves crashing in front of you. It represents to me like breathing is how we are meditating and we have to have a still body, but our breaths are like the currents on the ocean. And that is a consistent wave of ebb and flow coming in and coming out, coming in and coming out. Whatever washes up on the tide will also get pulled back in. So uh, I just love that still feeling and having motion involved as well. Uh, And what also fills my cup up is having an empty basketball court. Uh, I just love it. I'm looking away because I just imagine myself on the court and just shooting, um, doing moves, and more importantly, being a kid. That's how I fell in love with basketball. Just you know, being out there and being a kid and just um, making moves that I would see my best player doing, and, re- and recreating it or shooting a buzzer beater um, makes me happy. That's what it does for me. And just drawing my thoughts. Now. I love being creative and thinking about different ways to uh, add my company. In terms of like, you know, T-shirts like this, um, different ideas for content like this. Just love jotting down ideas, hanging out with my friends like you and my family and just writing poetry. Those are all the things that fill up my cup and help me grow. And as I grow, I get to take that growth and pour back into people. It's a constant cycle. So that's what uh, makes my heart uh, feel full. And that's how I refill my cup so I can pour back into people again. And cut. Perfect. <laughs> We just probably add that one for the last one. Yeah. I'm gonna have to cut it in a way where uh, because I said on the last one, I said last question. It's all good. (laughs) Yeah, that's what's up, man. This was big, man. How you feeling? Um like, you know, like I said, it's freshman year. Twenty-six is freshman year. Um, twenty-seven sophomore, twenty-eight is that you know saying uh junior in 29 you know that's the last year man that's graduation i get that degree and walk into my 30s after that but um by my fourth year i'm not saying i should have everything but i do expect to have a house um i do expect to be talking to a beautiful woman that i plan on marrying around that time i do plan on having um things in place in my business so where i can venture out my career and be a hall of fame coach because i know i can be so that's how i see myself after these next four years, man, uh, 26 is a big year for me. Um, the first five years of my twenties, really the first six and being quite frank with you have been arduous, have been hard, have been also beautiful, have been inspiring, have been plentiful and have been in a sense abundant. So there's two sides of the spectrum, you know, you have heaven, then you have hell, but you know, in a sense, you won't appreciate heaven if you've never been through hell. So, I'm coming out the other side of that uh, dark space, coming out the other side of that environment, and I'm learning how to take that within myself and give it to others.